You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Pleased to be joined by Max Strong, the former Pro Bowl fullback who spent his entire 15-year career in Seattle, part of the NFL Legends community. Mac, we appreciate you taking the time. How are you today? Man, I'm doing pretty good. Thank you guys for having me on. It is our pleasure, and we want to break down this game in detail, talk about what you've been up to as well. Let's start with the ground game, because when Seattle picked up Dwayne Brown, that felt like a step in the right direction, bolstering the offensive line. But as you sum up what's going on in the Emerald City, are you surprised that the Seahawks have not been able to run the ball more effectively this year? Yeah, they're still trying to find their way through that. I mean, it's uh, obviously been a work in progress the, the, the entire year. Um, you know, and a lot of people look at the offensive line and the instability there with what they had. They've had some injuries along in that in that area and on, on that uh, that side of the ball. But um, you know, these guys are still trying to find their way. Um, you know, I know uh, Pete Carroll and uh, Tom Cable. Those guys are you know they've been in this position before. They've had to deal with this offensive line and and try to get them on the same page, and then also find the right running back to, to run behind these guys to, to make them make the ground game really go. And, and I know that's what they want to do. They want to play good defense and run the ball. So hopefully they can find a way to get it done tonight against the Arizona Cardinals. Mac, Nick Ferguson here. You know, w- watching the Seattle team play, they play aggressive type of defense. And usually when you play an aggressive style type of defense, sometimes that means you give up big plays. This team over the past two weeks have given up maybe 13 plays of more than 20-plus yards. What is it that Pete Carroll needs to do with this defense to maybe rein them in so they're not giving up so many explosive plays down the field? Well, it's got to come back to everybody just doing their job. You know, um, I mean, we've come to know this defense to be one of the best defenses maybe – of all time over the last, you know, three, four, five years, uh, lead the league again in, in scoring defense. So they, they know how to play defense. They know how to make adjustments. Um, and they just got to get everybody on the same page. I'll tell you a big part of it last week, and, uh, and hopefully it won't be a, a, another issue tonight, is just Mr. Earl Thomas, who, uh, you know, been at center fielder, is uh, probably the best free safety in the game right now. Without him in there, uh, he's, able, he's been able to, over the years with his career there in Seattle, uh, making for a lot of mistakes that any of those guys in the you know the front seven and anybody else that is in, the, in that defensive backfield make he's able to with his speed and his um, smarts his his football savvy be able to make up for that and they haven't had him around and um, that's going to be an issue tonight maybe. Thomas with the pick six a couple weeks ago in that thrilling win over Houston unable to play last week with a hamstring injury banged up heading into game time tonight. Taking you around the league with Mac Strong, former Seahawks fullback, proud member of the NFL Legends community. Mac, if we think about the concept of value, it's a time of the year when we're talking about midseason awards. In terms of forecasting the MVP race, Carson Wentz now the front runner. But if we believe in the actual word itself, value, is there any player more valuable to his team than Russell Wilson to the Seahawks? Uh, he, you can make an argument for that for sure. I mean, without I mean, they're five and three with him. I'd be scary to see what they would be without him. I mean, he's not only obviously leading the team in passing, but he leads, he's leading the team in rushing the last couple of weeks, kind of doing everything on the offense. And um, you know, with the kind of a makeshift offensive line until these guys find some stability, he's kind of running for his life, and he makes a lot of plays with his legs and makes people miss in space and. He seems to always make the right play, the right play at the right time. 
and uh, you know he's, he's surrounded by you know a good couple of receivers and uh, you know just some other uh, skill guys there that he can get the ball to. But yeah, I, you look at Russell Wilson, what he's doing with this team, and you know have them in second place in this division. Um, I think without him, they would be much further down the ladder. So yeah, he, he's right there in the mix of things, and hopefully he, along with the rest of these guys, can uh, help you know find their way out of this and start turning things around and get back to their winning ways. Uh, Mac, I've had this conversation with a lot of individuals, and since you're close to that Seattle organization, you'll be the best person to answer these questions. Right now, statistically looking at Russell uh, Wilson's numbers, 17 touchdowns, six interceptions. He's right up there with Alex Smith and Tom Brady, and he has the Seahawks right in position to try to at least get a wild-card position. Why is it when we talk about uh, quarterbacks and elite quarterbacks there's not a lot of conversation and dialogue about Russell Wilson. And if it is, it's not the fact of giving him his just due and his credit when we may talk about Alex Smith or Matthew Stanford or, or Matt Ryan. Why are individuals not giving Russell Wilson his just due? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, you know, I think uh, some of it has to do, I think, with the fact that, um, you know, when you think about the Seattle Seahawks, main, number one thing you think about is defense. And uh, so that, that side of the ball gets a lot of credit, and uh, rightly so. I mean, they, they've uh, had won games for this team at times over the years. Um, but he, he's right there in the mix. You know, I think the other thing that people look at him with is just his lack of size. Um, you know, he's not the prototypical uh, quarterback that I think people are used to seeing, like a Carson Wentz, like a Tom Brady, you know, 6'3", six, 6'4", six, you know, big guy that can see over the, the line of scrimmage and – and, and all of that, but I think what people are really miss about uh, Russell Wilson is that he's a winner. And uh, to me, that the, the that's the bottom line. You know, anything we're talking about football, a competition, professional sports, is about does the guy win? Uh, are there a better team with him in there? Well, you know, we just talked about it a few minutes ago. What would they be like without him in there? He just finds a way to win games. He doesn't always make the uh, you know the right play or the best play. And you know, he's had some ugly games this year, but. Somehow, some way, at the end of the game, they always have a chance because of him in their quarterback. And I think that says a lot about him, and um, you know, and, and that's been the case ever since he stepped foot into the building in 2012. Chatting with Mac Strong, former Seattle fullback, part of the NFL Legends community. Mac, over the history of the NFL, we've seen occasionally tension on great teams between. Offense and defense. Think about the 1985 Bears and who was really responsible for that 15-1 and run in the regular season and winning the Super Bowl. You know this organization in Seattle well. Are reports of a divided locker room and a split between the offense and the defense exaggerated to a degree? What's going on in Seattle? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, these guys are close. They, these guys played a lot of football together. You think about the core players on this team um, have been together now for a good four or five years, if not longer. And uh, so, yeah, do, are they, do they get frustrated? Absolutely. Do they yell at each other and get irritated at one another? Um, absolutely. Um, you know, do they almost come to blows out there on the practice field because their emotions kind of run high? And um, Absolutely. But that's, I think that's what a brotherhood is all about. You know, one thing you, you won't see is, is guys pointing fingers and, and blaming one side of the ball or, uh, individuals or anything like that. They take they take the uh, the wins and losses together as a team. Uh, they know that they've been in this position before uh, in the past, and they've been able to pull out of it 
because they've stayed together. And uh, so I don't, I don't expect them to fracture at this point. Expect them to stay together and uh, keep pointing towards uh, tonight and uh, get back on track uh, with winning. Mac, we've seen this team struggle offensively, and we've seen them struggle and get to the Super Bowl. Also, this season, we've seen them put up a lot of points. When the offense is, is clicking, the protection is there, Russ was finding his receivers, he's hitting those deep throws. But can this team get back to the Super Bowl, get to Minnesota, playing those kind of baseball type of score games where it's, it's, it's a 12-9 game? Uh, I mean, I think so. Um, you know, if you, you talk with Pete Carroll, any of those guys, I mean, all they care about is winning. Um, you know, they're not about the stats. Um, they, they understand that the stats will come. Um, you know, you, the, they know that they realize that in the, in the course of a season, 16-game season, it, that's long. It, they're just at the halfway point now. There's ebbs and flows. There's ups and downs, peaks and valleys. Um, and, 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 you know, and, and you kind of hit those. And, and how you react to that will determine what type of football team you'd be. And they, they've always reacted well in the, in the past. They've gone back after a bad loss, and they figured out what they needed to do. And, um, you know, they come out the next game, and, and they're able to put it together. And they know that, um, you know, they, they've got to be able to – make adjustments here on the fly real quick because after a while, you know, you, you, you if you look, don't win this game tonight, now you now you slip back another couple of games behind the Los Angeles Rams and a couple of other teams in the NFC, and that makes, uh, you know, that makes it a little bit harder. So I think this team is the best when their backs are against the wall, and uh, certainly they're there right now. And so they're, they're a dangerous team when you put them in that position. I think they'll come out fighting and um, – They'll, they'll find some consistency and ride that all the way to the end of the season. Mac, I'm old enough to remember when a fullback was a key component to just about every offense. Obviously, that <laughs> has changed, but things run in cycles in sports. Do you think a few more teams might go old school and start utilizing the fullback more? Notice this year Pittsburgh's been running with a fullback out there from time to time. I think so. You know, you said it. I mean, everything's thick and cold in this league, and you see things come and go, and um, you know, I think people go back and they'll start looking at film and looking at stats, and especially if you teams that want to play good defense and run the football, um, you better figure out how to get somebody in front of that running back um, that will clear the way um, if you want to, you know, have opportunity to start start winning. And so that to me is what it's all about. Uh, sometimes fullbacks get a bad rap for just either being too short uh, to you know to be a tight end or too slow to be in a, a, a feature back, but I think what they lose out on is just the fact that, you know, those guys like myself and Tony Richardson and, and, and a lot of other fullbacks that have played uh, before us, I mean, really good coming out of the backfield, sneaking out. Um, you know, I think staying in the backfield, picking off an extra, you know, defender uh, at pass protection. Guys like us, we're dying breed, obviously. But uh, if you look at the success of the teams we were on, uh, it would behoove a lot of teams and start figuring out how they can incorporate the fullback position back into their offense. Mac, Jimmy Graham was brought in to the organization to be a threat down the middle of the field inside the red zone. Those numbers have been really panned out the way that everyone anticipated. Last week, a couple of passes uh, went through his hands in critical moments. How was it that offensive coordinator – Darrell Bevel, how, how can he get Jimmy Graham more involved in the offense where he can actually be that threat that they expected him to be when they traded for him when he was a member of the New Orleans Saints? 
Well, I think the biggest thing is just to not get Jimmy just depressed. You know, I think anytime you bring a new a guy to a system, and he just got here last year. I mean, I think anytime you have a guy in a system, um, it, it takes a little bit of, um, you know, just familiarity with the quarterback and with uh, other guys on the field to just to know where, you're, where your spot uh, is and where you need to be. Um, and, and they got a lot of receivers. They got a lot of explosive receivers. You think about, uh, you know, all the guys that have caught balls from Russell Wilson and Doug Baldwin and Paul Richardson and all the rest of these guys. I mean, these guys are dangerous, you know, um, targets down the field. And so, um, you know, Russell, Russell gets very familiar with some of these guys and it's easy to put the ball in the hands. And I think they, that chemistry will come along. I think with uh, with Jimmy Graham, he just he can't push it, he can't be pressing. Russell can't be pressing, and when they have opportunity to connect, then they really got to connect. I mean, I've seen Jimmy drop a couple balls that he normally catches, and so to me, I think his confidence level and Russell's confidence level in him will go up. And when he has the opportunity, gets his you know two hands on the ball, he brings it in. I think he'll start seeing a lot more balls come his way, and he'll be a lot more involved in the offense. And I think you're exactly right. Once they start getting him. More involved, I think that'll even affect the running game and be able to open up some of those holes and find room for those running backs. Finally, Mac, we have an outstanding relationship with the NFL Legends community, real highlight of the program every Thursday to chat with a legend like yourself. What does it mean to you to be part of the NFL Legends community? Well, it means to be a part of a brotherhood. Um, you know, if you were, you ever played in the National Football League, um, you know, once a player, forever a legend. You know, I think that's, that's the we. That's the way we think, and um, you know, there, there are a lot of guys that played this game, played it at a high level, and some guys that played longer than others. But that's okay. Um, if you ever put on the uniform and wore the shield, then you're part of the brotherhood. And uh, so I'm so grateful just to be a part of this uh, particular uh, initiative that's been around since 2013 because uh, it's very instrumental in just getting out there and getting the word out, making sure guys stay connected to the NFL, to the teams they play for. And, and to the brotherhood and to the guys that they played with. And um, that, that, I think that just goes a long way. You know, that, that was, for a lot of us, that was kind of the best time in our lives. And we accomplished a lot of things out on the football field. And now we're just really interested to make sure that guys are taken care of and that they're just success, successful off the field in their post-football careers they were on the field. And so it's just a, it's a great initiative. Uh, it was started by the NFL, and uh, just grateful to be a part of it. And uh, just calling all, any and all players out there that's ever been a part of it, hopefully they can get out there and register. Go to NFL.com slash Legends. You can register for Legends community. And uh, you can get connected back to the league that you're a part of. And we're proud to get the word out as well. Mac, we enjoyed the conversation. Thanks so much for the time and enjoy the game tonight. Thanks for your visit here on the NFL on TuneIn. Appreciate it, guys. Take care. Mac Strong, former Seahawks fullback. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on TuneIn. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown! The National Football League is on TuneIn.